0: Welcome to the Level Up Bariatrics podcast. If you want to feel motivated, prepared, and excited for your weight loss surgery journey, you've come to the right place. I'm your host, Whitney Gibson, a bariatric dietitian who has helped hundreds of people succeed with weight loss surgery. Are you ready to do the same? Let's go. Okay. Today we have Jennifer. I'm so excited to speak to Jennifer. We've known each other for a few years now. She's actually about four and a half years post-op. She's going to share a little bit of details about, you know, her weight loss struggles, her highest weight, some kind of behind the scenes facts about her, and then we'll get into the interview. So just, um, uh, hopping right in here, Jennifer, how are you? Great to talk to you today. Yes.
1: Oh my goodness. I'm so excited to talk to you too. We've been trying to make this work for a while. So (laughs) so I'm excited to finally work out. Um, I am doing very well. I'm a teacher coming on the tail end of Christmas break. So Mm -hmm. um, I'm just living the good life right now, feeling kind of stress-free for the moment.
0: (laughs) Yeah. How'd your holidays go? Were they super crazy? Like, were you able to kind of Focus on yourself, or does that usually go all out the window like everybody else's?
1: <laughs> um, no, it was pretty, pretty calm. Um, we had some COVID in the home, so we were kind of on lockdown for the first part. Um, mm-hmm. And then some family from out of state came, and we were all better by the time they arrived, so we got to spend some good quality downtime with family that we don't see that often. And, and the second half of break, I took my children over to Orlando and we're just kind of doing some downtime here.
0: Nice. I know this is like the busiest part of the year and you try to cram in all this stuff between travel and visiting and especially with weight loss surgery mixed into that, you want to stick to your goals as much as possible, but not drive yourself crazy over it by any means, you know, right. Right. Yes, I do. (laughs) I do. So Jennifer, you're going to share some, uh, some things with us today, things that you wish you would have been told maybe prior to surgery, or as you've been going through this whole process that you've learned either the hard way or, you know, just things that you feel would help other people. So let's hop into this. Um, I want to know, so your highest weight you said was about 233, right? Yes. Okay. And you're about two, I'm sorry, four and a half years post op. So highest weight, 233. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned you've lost about a hundred pounds at uh at the most since your Mm -hmm. surgery, which is awesome. That's usually the average people are aiming for. You never really know how much you're going to lose, but that 100 in your mind is generally where we typically go with um, you know, an achievable goal. So some people get beyond it, some people don't, some people yo-yo, but Mm -hmm. um, you know, everybody's got their own journey. Um, yes. so tell us a little bit about why you decided to have bariatric surgery, a little bit of your background. What were your weight loss struggles? Um, you know, where did those begin? Sure. Um, so as a child and teen, I was just kind of
1: average weight. I didn't struggle with my weight at all until, um, around the time I got married. Um, I, I was, I think, yeah, 24, um, and I'm 44. So it's been a 20 year, um, issue for me exactly um i have 3 children and with each pregnancy i kind of stuck with an extra 20 pounds so
0: mm-hmm.
1: um you know when I got married. There was a lot of, I, I wasn't a big restaurant person as a young person, but um I married into a family that loves to go out to eat. So there was a lot of eating out at restaurants, um, kind of matching portions with my husband, eating in front of the TV, late night snacking, all of those kind of things. Um, and then the three pregnancies, and um I was at a BMI, you know, over 40. Um, and so from 30 to 40 years old, uh, I was 40 when I had my surgery. That was when it was just a, a big struggle for me. I um, I hired a trainer. I did Weight Watchers, Atkins, each body's 21 day fix. I did Slim Fast. I mean, my doctor put me on meds. Um, I didn't stick with anything, you know, nothing worked. Um, and so. I think it was around, yeah, when I was probably, so 2017, I had my annual visit with my physician and I think I probably broke down into tears and I was just like, I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, at that time I didn't have a lot of issues as a result of my weight, but there's a lot of family history that I could just see into the future that I was going to be following. In the footsteps of family members with diabetes and right. high blood pressure. and you know, um, I just didn't want that for myself. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't want I just pictured like, you know, my kids having to push me around in a wheelchair or, you know, not being able to keep up with them at, at theme parks, you know, when right. not being able to be a good grandma someday, you know, an active grandma. And so she's she suggested, well, what do you think about, have you considered like, I guess, leave? Um, and I hadn't at that time, but long, you know, the end result, I went through the process and I long I up, did have that done on July 2nd of 2018. Um, and it took me 16 months to lose a hundred pounds. Um, and I felt amazing. Um And it was very easy, very, very easy and i I know now why they call it a honeymoon period um, mm-hmm. <laughs> because it I mean, I remember talking to my physician and saying, You know, like, thank you, thank you for doing this because I just totally felt like I had no part of it. It was something that was done to me um that I had no accountability, I wasn't responsible for any of it and um looking back, it was just, it's just, I really wish that I would have prepared my mind for the struggles that that come when you're a year and a half out, two years out and on, because it
0: doesn't stay that easy. (laughs) No, no. And I wish so many more people would talk about that and There are a lot of people. They assume it's very easy, and you know the surgery is going to do the work for them. Of course, they know there's other things you have to do physically, like exercise and eat right. But no one talks about the mental aspect of this Mm -hmm. and preparing yourself mentally and forming healthier behaviors, replacing poor behaviors with healthier behaviors. Like you almost need counseling prior to surgery. I don't care who you are. You know you could be the toughest bird out there, or you know the the you know most callous asshole. And you're still going to need that because you're not in that mindset to take care of yourself because so many things change. So, yeah, I mean, not enough people talk about that for sure.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I started running, um, and, but I kind of took it to an extreme. So I was running like six days a week. Um, I followed my diet to a T I didn't eat any Um, I don't want to say any carbs because I did eat fruits and vegetables and things Mm -hmm. like that, but nothing sat well with me. I I had a lot of restriction more than some other people that I've talked to. Um, I could not eat, you know, even a couple bites of bread or anything, no rice, no pasta, nothing. So that was very helpful because those were my go-to comfort foods. Mm -hmm. um, And I physically could not eat them. They would make me in pain or ill. and so if I could do one thing different, I would never tempt. Uh, you know, I would never attempt to add those things back in. I just would have said, those are not for me. They're not for me ever again, but I didn't listen. And I, you know, well, let me see what happens if I eat a bite of carbs at a year and a half out, two years out, some pasta when we're out at the restaurant, let me try a piece of the bread basket. And it was a okay. It wasn't much, but it was okay. And then slowly those things have made their way back into my diet. And so I, I try to focus on the fact that I have like 75 pounds gone from my highest weight and I've managed, you know, to keep that off,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: but I, I tend to focus on the 20 that have snuck their way back on. Um, and I've just, been really down and beating myself up and, um, you know, just a lot of regret on um, choices that that I've made and that I, I wish I could do it all over again. And just, like I said, prepare my mind,
0: um,
1: you know, and just
0: well, how do you manage that now? So do you, do you try to focus on positive mindsets? Do you go to counseling? Do you talk to other people as a support, like a, in a support group? What do you, how do you, how do you try to keep those negative thoughts at bay and really focus on the positive part of this whole process?
1: So I just try, I've been trying to give myself some grace and focus on what I do do. Right. I still am exercising. I'm still running not six days a week, but, um, you know exercise has really shown itself to be like a natural antidepressant or mood you know mood enhancer I mean just Pretty. I can't not exercise now for yeah. my mental health mm-hmm. um, and I don't know that it plays a huge part. It definitely doesn't for me play as big of a role in my weight as mm-hmm. it does my mental health. I need to really focus on nutrition to keep the weight where um, I want it so Um, I try to just, when those thoughts come in, I try to just tell myself, okay, you're, you're focusing on the wrong thing. You need to focus on what you are doing right and Mm -hmm. give yourself grace. You know, you went through, it kind of just, I don't want to make excuses, but it started when we went into lockdown. Um, And so that's been, you know, three years now that I've put on. I mean, 20 pounds, I guess, um, mm-hmm. from my lowest, but, um, I, I know what I need to do and it's easier this time. Um, I've, I think I've lost about five of those 20 at this point. And my goal Great. is to, you know, keep going. Um, mm-hmm. and so I'm just trying to be kind to myself and, you know, I am a full, I I'm a full-time school teacher. I have three children. I have a lot going on. I can't just and dedicate my whole life to to this it's a big part of my life but mm-hmm. I've accepted that it is my battle everybody has a battle and this is my battle and it's not it doesn't end because I had surgery
0: yeah exactly like it's, it was a struggle
1: before <laughs> right. and it was a tool and it gave me a jump start but it's up to me 100 percent now to not make the choices that are going to lead me back to where I started, and it's actually an empowering feeling, yeah, because I did it before and I know I can do it again. Um, and this time I know the tools and I know the path to take. And um, so instead of instead of feeling discouraged like i did the 152 other times i tried to lose weight <laughs> i feel empowered and i know what
0: i have to do and i i just got to do it i love that you feel empowered that's awesome mm-hmm. hey can you kind of speak to the fact that you are a full-time teacher and you have three kids how do you i know i didn't ask you this in advance <laughs> throwing you throwing you a, a curveball But how do you manage that with that type of schedule? Like, how do you you stay on track with nutrition goals and fitting and exercise? Is this just better planning practices? Like, what would you tell people to do if they have a busy schedule like you? Um, Well, I just have
1: to make it a priority. um, And that's actually something I'm working on because my word for the year I usually give myself a word for the year and my word for 2023 is intention, be intentional. Ugh, because I love that. I kind of did, did a lot of reflection and I realized that I'm kind of like a, like a balloon just like floating around and like, mm-hmm. oh, I have time right now. I'll work out. Oh, oh, I have time. I'll do this. But I'm not intentionally making things happen. Yeah. I don't in- intentionally set time to work on my goals, um, where I once did, um, it's just kind of like, I, I, you know, the balloon analogy is the only thing I keep going back to. It's just like floating around and, oh, wow, look, that happened. That worked out for me. Oh, that's good. You know, but it wasn't because of anything I did intentionally. So, um, I, I need you. to be, I need I'm to guilty. be, it,
0: yeah, <laughs> I'm guilty yeah. just as much as you are, I promise. <laughs> it's easy to become, you know, it's easy to not be intentional because it doesn't, it makes you feel a little less disciplined, a little bit more free, you know, as human beings, we don't like to feel disciplined. You know, we Mm do, we find comfort in discipline, but we don't know that until we follow discipline. So in order to become intentional, you do have to adopt some level of discipline in your life. And I think it's just really hard to get started with that, especially if there are not others, you know, directly in your household or in your circle that are doing the same things. It looks Mm -hmm. like, well, I'm not having any fun and everybody Mm -hmm. else is, but Mm -hmm. you know, for a lot of people, if you want to be successful with anything, if I want to be successful with my business, if you want to be successful with your goals, you do have to set intention and that comes through discipline. So Mm -hmm. I love that. So,
1: so I am lucky that my three children are not, you know, like toddlers, one's in college, one's a sophomore in high school, and then I have a nine-year-old, but they're all old enough that you know, they can wait an an extra 40 minutes for dinner so that I can work out before I cook. They can, Mm -hmm. you know, my 15-year-old can watch my nine-year-old while I go for my run or go to the gym or, you Mm -hmm. know, so they were younger when this, all the other times I attempted to lose weight um, and it's easier now. So I will say that, you know, to busy parents with toddlers and infants and again, that word grace, just give yourself grace and just do what you can and take care of yourself the best you can, but know that eventually they do become independent and self-sufficient, and you will have some more time that you can carve out for yourself. But, um, you know, being a teacher is certainly not a, you know, eight to three job, like a some people seem to think it is um so i do have to make sure that i have time for grading and lesson planning and all that stuff answering emails um I, you know i try not to take a lot of time outside of school to do that but it's it is you can't get the job done in the classroom it's just impossible so right. so trying to balance that um and making sure i'm getting my workouts in and i do meal plan i only meal plan for dinner at this point um I would love to get to the point where I could meal plan and prep for breakfast and lunch and snacks and all that, but I'm just not there yet. But um, I do a plan for the week for dinner. And I do, um, I use, I don't know if I'm allowed to use names of what I use, but I use absolutely. E-mails. Work. <laughs> it's called e-meals. Um, and it's not like a delivery service or any, that's not one of those, you know, where your meals come to you, but they mm-hmm. give you recipes and then you can, it gives you a grocery list and you can upload your grocery list right to your favorite grocery store. Oh, nice! Um, And, you know, you obviously would just take out anything that you don't need and I can go to Walmart and there's everything I need for the week waiting for me, or I do the Kroger and they, they do deliver it to me. So that makes life so much easier. Um, And then I'm not in the store putting things that I shouldn't, be eating or, you know, that don't serve my goals, um, into my cart because
0: I'm not physically in the store. So it saves time Mm -hmm. and cuts down on temptation. So, oh yeah, I think that's huge. Meal planning practices are so, um, undervalued, I would say. I mean, and it, you know, there are so many different levels of meal planning as well. You know, I, I don't do a full meal plan of breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks. I typically have the same options for breakfast, lunches, and snacks, right. and then dinner may be the different one. So I think starting with dinner is a really good idea. And yeah. that way you're not putting too much on your plate, you know, in terms mm-hmm. of being so, so structured that it's, feels like oh gosh i really don't feel like eating that tonight and that's on my list Ugh. right <laughs> <laughs> so you got some flexibility that way too
1: yes um and then just going back to the balancing i there's good and bad with um you know the family support um my family kind of gets annoyed with my dinners they call them weird <laughs> or my husband will say it's too complicated. You know, if if I need him to get it started, he doesn't like <laughs> recipes. He just you know wants to throw a slab of steak on the grill with a potato <laughs> and call it good. So yeah, um, you know I I have to I had to learn to put boundaries are, for myself and mm-hmm. not be a people pleaser, which is my natural tendency mm-hmm. when it comes to this. And I've had to say you know I. This is what I'm making. This is what I'm eating. This is this fits into my plan. So everybody's welcome to it. I'll make enough for all of you. But if you don't want it, you know, I'm not cooking something else, and I'm not going to sit and watch you eat something else. Um, and but then they also, you know, will come across pictures of me before I lost the weight, and my kids don't really remember me, so they'll seen the looks on their face when I'm going through my phone and they'll just like like oh, what oh my mom and you know then they'll just say how proud they are of me and oh. um, you know how much they can see that my husband says I have a different like a different energy and a different light and more patience and yeah you know so um it's it's been a it's been an interesting the whole journey being the only one in the house with this issue. <laughs> I can While hear though that them.
0: you have really, you've done a lot of self-reflecting and learning about yourself since yeah. surgery. Mm-hmm. And that's something I really have a hope, a high hope for, for many of our patients or many of my uh, clients is it's really just diving deep and learning who are you? Like you are so much more than you, what you defined yourself as your weight and your mm-hmm. health status. You know, there's mm-hmm. someone in there you really need to learn like how do you like to do things and how do you uh, communicate with others? What do you think about yourself? How do you treat yourself? Like there's so much growing that needs to happen for a lot of people when you're forming a healthier lifestyle. And I feel like you've really done that. So Mm -hmm. I admire that about you for sure. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So you kind of, you kind of hit on this, but I don't know if you want to add anything to it. How has this whole process of having surgery changed your relationship with your spouse, your friends, your family, both positive or negative?
1: yeah I don't know that I have um much more to add. i think I think that's I, well, I will say um, friends, my relationship with friends i've I've been very and uh, you know people are obviously allowed to share as much as they want to share, but I've been very vocal um and forthcoming that the fact that I did have surgery. Um, I personally. of felt like i just i don't know i'm just an an open book anyway that's just how i am so Mm -hmm. i know i've talked to people all over the map with this topic so i chose to be vocal and to share um and so i actually in turn have had people you know come out of the woodwork that i know very well and some that i don't know that well but to say you know thank you thank you so much for sharing the good, the bad, the ugly, thank you so much for, you know, being truthful with how you managed, you know, to lose the weight. Um, I have two good friends who decided to have the surgery after watching, um, how well it went for me. Um, and so I just have, you know, again, I can't ever tell anybody that they should share it because maybe they don't have the supportive, network or the ability to not care about the naysayers because they're they are out there. <laughs> um but if you if that's it within your comfort zone, I would say don't be afraid to share because you do not know who you are inspiring. You you just don't, you know, right. People are watching and um and I get messages a lot from people telling me that you know, maybe they're not interested in exactly what I had done, but just the fact that I've changed myself from the inside and out, I have more confidence and I'm a more positive person. And so it's not even just, like you said, it's not even just about the weight. Um, I just feel bolder and braver than I ever have. And, and the more people that share that I've helped them makes me want to help more people.
0: So awesome. Well, yeah, I would consider you a great ambassador for other people and supporting other people. I know I've sent a few people your way
1: yes. um, to speak yep. to them
0: as well. So I, I really appreciate you for sure. Thank you. So what advice would you give other people to prepare for surgery or some, some things that you felt you would have known or that you've learned um, that people you you feel people should know prior to surgery? to prepare.
1: Um, I am kind of with you. Um, when you, when you said you should have, you know, some kind of counseling, they, you know, they give you a checklist of things that you need to do before, um, the insurance will cover your surgery, but it's not, it was nowhere near what I would call preparation. Um, so, you know, you have to have a psych eval, but I don't even know what they were looking for. I, I, it wasn't any kind of, um, I, I don't know. I, I just wish that I would have done the work that I've done after surgery before, or at least mm-hmm. some of it, um, but really getting to know why you are the weight that you're at, um, you know, with a few exceptions of people who are just genetically predisposed to being overweight. Most of us have, you know, a reason of some, you know, some kind of trauma or some kind of some reason why we turn to food um, and, you know, overeating and um, under-exercising or, you know, whatever it is, most of us have a reason why we got to the point where we need surgery. And Mm -hmm. so I think it's important before you have the surgery to really reflect and think about why did I get to this place and after the surgery what am I going to do so that I don't revert back to that
0: right and
1: um again be intentional put a plan in place that is not just I want to lose 100 pounds okay Mm -hmm. well I did that and and I was proud of myself but I didn't stay there um you need an action plan not just a a goal. Like you need to, you need to know what steps every single day am I going to take to get there? And then what am I going to do to stay there? Um,
0: yeah. And there's no such thing as coasting, you know, you're not just going to get to a place and coast. Like these are things that you continue to work on. It's self-work. Exactly.
1: Yes. It's never, this is not, you don't get there and then that's the end. It's just, that's not how it works. And I kind of was on maybe a little bit of you know, being naive and thinking that that was how it was going to work because it just fell off me so easily. Um, so just you know be prepared that it may seem easy at first, um but it it doesn't stay that way and if you if you don't put in the work emotionally and spiritually and physically all, all the whole circle, you know you're holistically you need to be committed to this in all areas of your life to be successful another thing um i think i said already exercise um for me equals happiness maybe not while i'm doing it <laughs> but if i know that i get into a big funk when i haven't exercised for 3 or 4 days it's just like i, I what is wrong with me why do i mm-hmm. feel like this and i do sort of like a little self assessment am i am i drinking enough water have i exercised have i you know read something that you know, makes my spirit feel good. Um, and usually it's the exercise. Oh my gosh, I haven't gone for a a walk or out in the fresh air, you know, lifted some weights or done anything in like four days. And, um, so for me, um, exercise is not really what keeps my weight off, but it makes me happy. And then I can feel, you know, I don't spiral into the place where I'm reaching for all the chocolate and all the whatever um right because because it's a
0: domino effect right
1: yes it is it is um and then um also i just wanted to share too i had this in my notes because i was so proud (laughs) um (laughs) as i said i've been kind of in a place where i'm beating myself up you know and thinking that i'm just this terrible person and blah, 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 because I've had a little bit of a backslide, but I just had my annual physical and I had my blood work done. And, um, my doctor actually said to me, whatever you're doing for your diet and exercise, keep doing it. Like she said, my uh, before, like I said, I didn't really have a lot of medical issues before, but I always had insanely high, um, triglycerides mm-hmm. and very low, good cholesterol. Mm-hmm. Every single time I had my um, blood work done, they were like, uh, you know, this could kind of become an issue. Um, and it was perfect. She said that my good cholesterol was impressively high, oh. um, that my triglycerides, like everything was good. My heart rate and blood pressure were perfect. My liver, my glucose, everything. I mean, no, no issues. issues at all. So I was like, okay, so clearly I'm doing, I'm not eating as badly as I think I am, you know, or it would be reflected here because it's even gotten better than it was last year. So, um, you know, it's so much more than just that number on the scale, Mm -hmm. um, or the size pants you're wearing or whatever, you know, what you're doing when you make these changes affects everything in, in internally you know and so so that was very um encouraging to me like okay so I haven't screwed up so badly that I'm like, like diabetic <laughs> I, yeah. I can do this I can get back on track and you know I haven't I haven't messed it all up even though my pants are answer right, right now <laughs>
0: <laughs> well that that too will change but you know I, I guarantee if you write a list of things that you're that you've done for yourself since having the surgery and things that you're grateful for, you know, not, not just physical things. You would be just floored. Most people would be floored if they just took a minute to write down a list of how they've changed positively mm-hmm. and it just makes it that much more worth it for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely, I should definitely do that.
0: I think that's yes. yeah. daily gratitude, everybody, everybody make a gratitude journal and write down everything you were thankful for every day. Yeah. It's going to become a little bit redundant though. <laughs> right. Right. But... Oh, so, okay. I've tried that and I'm like, I'm writing the same things. Every time. <laughs> I'll just think them now. All right. Well, is there anything else you'd like to add anything you think I missed that you'd like to add to the convo today? Um, I feel like we hit on everything. Well, we I just,
1: I, an- another thing that I wish I had stuck with, um, was going to the um, the support group meetings that were offered through my program. And, and mm-hmm. even if your program doesn't offer one, there are online ones. You could even do, you know, like OA or you know, Overeaters Anonymous, or like just finding some kind of a support system focused on keeping you on track and a safe space for you to get real and be honest and hear from other people. Um, Absolutely. because you're not as weird as you think you are.
0: Like, <laughs> you're just <laughs> Everyone not. Everyone
1: else is just <laughs> as weird. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so just, I think that's, that's something I forgot
0: to mention that, um, well, yeah, right. that's, that's on the, that's on the success list on how to be successful with bariatric surgery is finding your support systems. And yes. if you're, if your program that you're choosing out there does not have a support group or a support system, <laughs> you are in the wrong place. You better find right. one that's better than that. And that's my next podcast. Actually, I may do it today is red flags when choosing bariatric programs, oh, okay. but, you know, things that you really need to look for and, and, uh, in a good program so that you feel supported, or at least, you know, you have it. Available at your fingertips, and you can't say it was not offered. But right, nonetheless, yes, that's that's very valuable support. Yeah.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah, I think well,
0: that's. I think you're amazing. You have a. I, I think you're going to be a really good inspiration. I really liked this podcast today because it's more focused on the mental aspect, the more spiritual type of things that I'm into, um, and just getting to know yourself and you know the why behind things and you know, just self-reflection. I mean, that it's mm-hmm. huge whenever it comes to any type of changes you're wanting to make in your life, whether it's with surgery, business, I mean, you name it. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciate you. I appreciate you being you. on today. And um, I think this is going to be a great one that people will appreciate listening to. Thank you so much for having me. I, it was great to
1: in preparation um preparing for it. It kind of just put a lot of things in into perspective for me, so it was very helpful for me too.
0: Good, good. Well, and we're I keep love
1: following your journey too. I'm, I've been oh, listening well, to your you. podcast and following along on social media, and you're doing great things. And
0: I'm proud to know you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> we're gonna blow it up. All right, Jen. Well, uh, we will catch you maybe another time. We'll catch up with you at some point, but, um, I appreciate you and, um, thanks for being on today. Yeah, no problem. Take care, Whitney. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Level Up Bariatrics podcast. If you feel you have a great story you'd like to share about your weight loss surgery experience, reach out and let me know. You too can help inspire others to take charge and live a happier, healthier life you all deserve. Until next time.